Welcome to Marriage Monday with Jeremiah and Savannah Jennings. The Jennings own Growing Green Landscapes and are very happily married. In this podcast, Jeremiah and Savannah discuss the wins, losses, good times, bad times, and everything in between pertaining to owning a business while maintaining a healthy marriage along the way. We hope you enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast, and thank you for joining us for another Marriage Monday. These are so cool and so unique that we get to do this show. We've just grown so much over the last three quarters of a year. It's crazy we've been doing it that long, but we've learned so much from so many great people that we've gotten to interview. Uh, Savannah's here with us today. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Good, good, good. We've got another great guest interview coming for you today. We're actually pleased to talk with uh, Ken and Jen Donahue, uh, the Showcase Lawn up in Missouri, and they have been some some friends that we've gotten to get to know and grow closer to the last couple years. Uh, just being on social media and being in the industry, it's been an awesome thing getting to network with so many like-minded people, and these two are just... If you don't know them, you, then you haven't been on social media much because, I mean, they've been on all kinds of podcasts recently and just really storming onto the scene of just trying to give as much knowledge as they can back to the community about how they've been married for 30-plus years. Is that correct? We haven't been married for 30-plus years. Ken's been in business for 32, and I think we've been together for 28. Okay, so pretty so pretty close then. I, I'd say that's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. but anyway, y'all y'all are here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourselves and, and who you are in case they don't haven't heard of you yet. So um, we're Ken and Jen Donahue, um, born and raised right outside St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, we have six kids. Uh, we have four girls, two boys. Um, we've been, I mean, basically since day one, we've just, you know, you already had your business for a few years when we met but um since then you know we've just this has been our life so um long care and babies and now teenagers and adults and so it's kind of a full circle yeah life's up and ups and downs you know kids with illnesses and allergies and uh you know yeah yeah yeah, six ki- six kids and thirty years of business. Uh, that's and twenty eight years of marriage. That's a that's a lot to unpack. I feel like we could we could spend a long time here. Uh, how how did y'all first meet? How did you how did you meet back in the day? Oh, that's a classic. Um, if, have you ever seen the movie Rocky? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we met. Uh, Jenny worked in a pet store, and uh, I was frequenting there. And, uh, you know, he would I, just come in, make up excuses to come in and talk to me, and <laughs> he laughed a ton. But he was 10, seven years older than I am. So, um, I was 17 and he was 24, which I would not let my daughter, who's 17, date a 24 year old. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> it worked out for us. So he kept asking me out. I kept telling him no, and I would say, if you were just younger, you'd be the perfect guy for me. And then he'd be like, do you want to go do this? And I'd be like, you're too old. And then one time I was like, yes, let's, let's go. And ever since then, it's the rest of history. We've been together. So did um, your, were your, now, did your parents have an issue with that? Um, when my mom, when he came for our first date to pick me up, my mom's like, 
okay, this is like a man. <laughs> and she, she carded me. I thought she was and uh, I went out to the to my truck to get my my wallet, my ID, and on the and this is uh, Halloween, mind you. And I'm walking back up to the door, and here comes this guy with his kid behind me. And so I just walked back in the house and shut the door behind me. Lo and behold, it was her dad, and I shut the door right in his face. So. Oh. <laughs> oh, my, so my goodness. Mom, all of his information, and uh, we went on a date. And so, yeah, ever since then. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. That's It's crazy. Age is, age is one of those things, like, I feel like when you reach a certain, like, when you get to where you're both, like, over 20 or 21, then, like, it doesn't really matter. But, like... People that are 10 years apart, me and Savannah talked about this all the time, and just it's just crazy. Like, if you're, we know a lot of people that are 10 years apart. Like, that's not, it's not that uncommon, I wouldn't say. And, but, but if you're 10 years apart, then that means like when you were a senior, your, your spouse was in like, 25. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. When you were senior in high school, one of your spouse, like your spouse was in like elementary or middle school. Yeah. And uh, it's just crazy. It's weird. But once you reach that age, so that's, that's funny that it, that y'all worked out like that. So, did y'all, I mean, how long did y'all date? Did y'all just know from the get-go? What did that, I mean, did you, you said, did you have your business, Ken, at that time? Yeah, I had my business. And so, you know, I worked a lot, obviously, in the, um, you know, during the season. And then, you know, I've got more time on my hands than, than necessary in the off-season. And so. <laughs> so, we started dating, like, in November. Yeah. And then. Um, I spent, spent all my cash reserves, you know, taking her out. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. Um, and then actually the pet shop I was working at, it closed, it went out of business. And so then I started my lawn girl career that spring. And so, um, I was running a trimmer and, and a blower. Yeah. Oh, wait, you worked in the business with him? I did. I did. Oh, I, I did not a, know that. That's really cool. I was a lawn girl. I've, I've put my time in. I've, uh, we had a couple of weeks. For a while, we had a lot of sod jobs we were doing. There was a lot of new construction in our area, and there was a lot of sod jobs that we were doing. So I laid sod a lot. I laid sod while I was pregnant. Oh, um, my goodness. I, I've gotten my hands dirty, but I I generally don't do that now. Um, just, you know, we, we've grown. We have, you know, I have other jobs that I do now. But, yeah, at the beginning I did. So... Yeah, we um How long did you so how long did you work in the business? In the field, I mean Yeah, like in the field. Yeah, a couple of seasons. And then when we had our first baby, I I we wanted like it was always a priority for us when we had kids that I would be home with that. Mhm. Once that once we had her, I really didn't go back out in the field and work anymore, but until then, for a few seasons, I did. So, so what did the what did the foundation of the business look like then? If y'all were if you worked in it from the very beginning, um, then you working out in the field with with Ken. Then y'all ha- y'all were really living off like the bi- the one business income. Then, so what was that? What was that like? How long did it take y'all to grow that to grow the business and get it to where you were like, hey, this really works. We can we can survive on this one business income. Just because we know a lot of people that uh, and we're like Savannah. Savannah is a nurse outside of the business, so she brings an income, and that's a big thing that a lot of people um, still kind of – that's a big goal of theirs is to get it to where they're both 
either their wife stays at home or they're they uh, work in the business with them. So it sounds like y'all did that in the very beginning. How did that work for y'all? Um, I think you have to make it work. You know, like you make choices in life. So we've had some personal issues. Like um, our oldest daughter, when she was eight, was diagnosed with um, a disease called ulcerative colitis. And so um, it's an immune disease, similar to Crohn's disease. And she was really really sick for a long time um mm. and she ate and that was in 2005 and then when she was 11 um she had her entire large intestine removed and uh really about a two-year period of surgeries and just being pretty um pretty sick that you know you you end up just our business kind of got pushed to the back burner because your family is what's more important in those situations. Um, and so we've had times, I think, where we've really focused on our business. Like the past couple of years, we've really been focusing on our business and growing and, you know, having nicer equipment and um, things like that. But there's been other times where your focus, your business is just kind of secondary. You have to do it because you have to have an income. But it's not your main priority and focus because other things are more important. And not that those things, you know, not that family is ever not important because it is. But sometimes there's different fires that are bigger than others. So right now, knock on some wood, um, our personal life, everyone's happy and healthy. So we can focus on our business and they're growing, you know, yeah, they're, they're older. So our youngest is 16. Our oldest is 25, 26. Um, and so your focus kind of changes because you know, you like where you, where you and Savannah are, you have a baby and you're brand new. And, uh, so your focus has to be a little bit different, but I think it's going back to like, the one income or like how do you make this work it's faith like if you know you make a priority if you say this is my goal how am I going to get there so am I going to be careful about how I'm spending money am I going to not go on vacations am I going to you know be really conscious about eating out or groceries or where we're spending it we're not going to have you know pay for a lot of TV or entertainment and then, you know, you can make it work. Yeah, I think there's a lot of sacrifices, you yeah. know. Um, you know, with, with her not working outside the home and, and bringing any money into the household, that was uh, all on me out in the field. She was handling some stuff here, obviously, with invoicing and fielding phone calls and things of that nature. So, you know, like everyone, you know, we're both doing our part. But, uh, yeah, when, when the income's not, you know, great, um, you make sacrifices, you know, you, you don't get to go on vacations or eat out as often um you know keep christmas a little leaner you know focus focus on what do what you got to do for the business to survive because ultimately you know if that's how you provide for your family um you're doing it for your family so i mean i've had a lot of a lot of weeks where i've worked 70 or 80 hours a week and you know it gets crazy but um you know fall or winter hits and then i think i'm home more than and she'd like, like for me to be home. 
helps their sanity if I'm gone a little bit. So, a hundred percent. Did you have so? Did y'all have like a a time in the beginning of your marriage where you like really sat down and discussed like the why and the purpose behind your business? Because so a, a few minutes ago when you were talking about what happened, you cut. I just lost cell reception, so you cut out a little bit, and I don't think everybody got to hear what were you saying between like. 2000 and 2000 and 2008 2009 were you saying that was a rough uh, rough spot for y'all well yeah like you know with the economy like after 9-11 we had a big recession 2008 2009 we had another economic slowdown so and then also in conjunction with that that was when our daughter got sick so the economy slows down and you know she's sick and so you know everything kind of hits the brakes a little bit Yes. And so, so at that, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Continue. No, 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 you're fine. No, I was just so when that so when that stuff happens, like that's what I mean by how did y'all how did you get through those times? Like when you're both like you're all in the business. Did y'all just did y'all really sit down and have a conversation? Like you know, you're both on the same page of why you're running your business. What did that whole process look like? Because I feel like it would be very easy to like just want to hang it all up. Yeah, if we can actually throughout the years had a couple of different job offers um there was an irrigation company here who wanted to start a lawn maintenance division and had him in and like kind of was like at the beginning it was like oh kind of you know kind of like a consultation or like a consultant you know tell us how you do this and this and then they ended up offering him like the position to run that division and the pay was absolutely horrible it was probably close to what i was making working on my own but they said well you know from march to october you know you're gonna have to be in before the crews get in you're gonna have to stay till after the crews leave and uh and and you're gonna be salary so here's what you're gonna make and i was like well okay is there any bonuses and they're like yeah there's bonuses but we don't know what they are and i'm like okay well what about winter time do i just not have to come in the office and they're like oh no you still got to come put in your 40 and I was like, why in the world would I work what I work now and put in 40 for the same amount of money I already make? And so I think it just goes back to, you know, try and budget the best you can. Um, we were never good about that. So, you know, I think learning learning your numbers, like, like everyone's talking now, they say, oh, those are all things we didn't do. You know, I had a mentor but in the business, but he didn't teach me any of those things. Um, he just taught me how to, you know, how to figure mulch and how far it goes and what I should charge and, you know, help me out on mowing and whatnot. But he, he never taught me, you know, anything about budgeting. So. And I think that's one of the things that I love about this community that, you know, recently, my husband listens to podcasts all the time and has been in the green industry podcast for a while and, you know, following people on Instagram. And it's been kind of more recently that I have, but the community that's here, is so valuable people should really use it as a resource because it wasn't there when we were you know going through hard times in our business um and frankly like did we sit down and have a conversation about like well what are we going to do about this no it's like you the options never to quit the options just like how do we solve this problem and so um it was never figure out how to work smarter it was always work harder you know i, I go back to the rocky movies uh well there was that phrase he says uh it's not how 
how many times you get hit or how hard you get hit. It's, it's getting back up after each hit. You know, you just you just keep getting back up. You know, and and, and keep pushing, keep pushing forward. Um, we've always been fly by the seat of our pants, and now we're like, oh, we can't do that anymore. Yeah, but <laughs> I've got to turn this into a real business now. Well, it's always been a real business, but I think now there's a greater understanding out there of yeah. like. It's important. Know your numbers. Know this. Know that. Like, get a fish. Yeah. Like, how, you know, you listen to different podcasts. Well, this is how this guy does this. That makes so much sense. I want to implement that in our business. And so, those things, we've just kind of had to learn the hard way. You know, yeah. you, you do. We, like, a few years ago, nobody could remember to do all the things when we got back to the shop, you know, empty out this out of the trailer, make sure this is loaded, blah, blah, blah. And so, like, we made a closing list and that helps people out. You know, all of our like systems we've just kind of figured out on our own until the past few, you know, years where you listen to other people and you're like, Oh, this is how they do this. And it's a, a really good resource. Yeah. I think we've since last August when, when we first, um, you know, looked into, I went to a, we attended a job or summit, you know, uh, via zoom and, and that's when I discovered uh, your podcast and uh, Paul's podcast. And, and so, like, we've had this total revitalization since, like, last August. And I'm just, like, absorbing everything I can. But I think getting back to, like, um, our relationship, I think uh, I've always handled, you know, just busting my butt out in the field. And she's done what she's could with the office and, and the kids. And, you know, I mean, you know, with six kids, um, I don't. I don't know that there was a one of them that I got up with in the middle of the night um, because they were crying. She just always did that because she knew I had to get up in the morning and go out and, and cut grass. And so um, I think it's, we kind of each had our roles. And then as we get a little bit older, we realize, you know, you want to help out with the others. Like I'll help with the dishes. You know, I didn't grow up like that, but uh, now I'm, I'm realizing it's not that big a deal to, do what I can to help out with dishes or laundry and cleaning up around the house. So, but you know, on the flip side, if I'm out in the field and we need a part from the supplier and they're 30 minutes from, from our shop, she'll hop in the car and run down and pick up parts I need, you know? So, um, but that is, we're equal partners. Yeah. Like you're not more important than I am. I'm not more important than you. We work together. We're a team. A team. Yeah. Yes. How did y'all define your roles? Like, what was what did that process look like for y'all? Um, probably some yelling. <laughs> well, I think that's probably I'm, what happens a lot of the time. <laughs> uh, and obviously, um, let's face it, us men aren't um, we're not born to rear children. Um, and so, yeah, I think you know she's just always taking it upon her to you know do the nurturing of the children, and I go out and do what I'm as much as I can to provide for the financial needs of the family. Um, so as far as roles in the business, um, you know, she obviously doesn't want to get out there and sweat all day in the, you know, 90 plus degree heat and humidity, you know, which I'm sure you're familiar if with. I, if I had oh, yeah. if, but, but, you know, I'm, you know, I'm the one that's always out doing that. And you now the flip side of that, it drives me nuts to come home and, and do paperwork and, and deal with invoicing and, uh, I, I just can't handle, you know, being cooped up in a house. Yeah. So you just yeah. both, so you just both found what worked for y'all and, and you just kind of yeah. took yeah. it and ran with it. If, yeah. Like our go ahead. 
And I think you kind of just, after this long together, you know, we just, I don't remember, like I remember when we first bought our house and moved in and all that, hating the way he squeezed toothpaste. And like, I remember we had an argument about that. And now we just have separate toothpaste. And that is a so- smart marriage right there. That is, <laughs> we have had that same discussion. Uh, we won't call it an argument. We'll call it a discussion, an intense discussion, many times about do you, what, what were y'all, wait, what, I want to know, what were y'all, what did y'all argue about? Was it like, if you squeeze from the middle or the bottom, like how did, what was the argument about? So I, um, I guess I'm more chaotic with my toothpaste juice. Like I'll squeeze from the middle. It doesn't bother me. Oh, that's but, Savannah. Oh, that yeah, kills me. Yeah. I work it from the end. Yeah. Um, oh, that kills me, man. <laughs> Ken, I'm on your, I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you. You need to work it from the end all the way up. I listened to one of Mike McAllister's, um podcast, and he talked about I think it was Pareto's rule. You know, like if if there's a lot of a lot of um, access to whatever material you need, you tend to to use it and burn yep. through it. Yep. And like you get to the end of the toothpaste, and there's not another tube. You're squeezing every bit out. You're cutting the end off of it and scooping it out. And so I I challenge myself to like see how far can I get with the tube of toothpaste, and so. I put the tiniest amount on there and, and it, you know, it does its job. And, and then when, if anyone else uses my toothpaste and I see them like squeezing out like a whole toothbrush full, I'm like, man, that's like six times, seven times for me to brush my. I think that's disgusting. And, and, and I'll. Think it's disgusting. The and then I'll push it up from the end when the middle's gone and it's totally fine. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I can see, I can see both sides there. I, I would just just make sure you're using a a good amount of toothpaste. You don't want yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, I like the kind of foams, and it and it seems to really do. You know, I've got more than enough, so I'm good. You know, no one's complaining if my breath is bad or my teeth are dirty. So, you know. yeah, I mean that's. I guess if you, if, I guess if nobody's quits quits conversing with you after a little bit, then you're good. So, and I uh, that's that's funny. So, <laughs> let me ask y'all this. If you would talk on talk, let's talk about budgeting a little bit more because that's something that we Savannah and I was one of our goals this year to kind of hit that harder. And a lot of people that are listening in are in that that early stages of business where like money isn't just you don't just have free free cash flow, free money flowing in. We need a little bit of help. We need to budget. We need to get our finances correct. And we're still in that same boat. And I think a lot of people out there are. And Tell me, how did y'all learn to budget? Like, and how did that work for you? Because, like, with six kids, you have to budget. I, there's no way you can't not budget, especially when your business is the sole source of your income. So, how, like, if you don't mind, go into some detail into into budgeting and and tell us and share with everyone about how you did that. Um, I think I I do ninety nine percent of our shopping, and um, I. I'm very price conscious about, you know, like, you know, just for instance, groceries. Two teenage boys consume a lot of food. And then, you know, you add some other people in there, you know, because we still have uh, two girls at home. And so I'm really conscientious about how do we spend money for groceries? Like, I do most of our shopping in bulk. And I'm really particular about what I buy and, you know, how much I buy. And 
Um, so I think, like, as far as, like, we, we just try to live pretty frugally. Um, you know, I, my van is from 2012. It has a lot of miles on it. It's a great van, though. So you buy something quality and you take care of it, and it's going to last you longer. Same thing, like, with our work trucks. Like, when I met Ken, he had a brand-new Dodge Ram. It was like, when Dodge first went from, like, the old farmer truck to, like, that cool front end. And so he was, like, one of the first people in our town that had that truck, and it was really cool. But he drove that truck until it died. And funny story, but our um, son Ben was born in that truck on the way to the hospital. So, um, so that was but, the season that, that, that it's sad. Yeah, no one know. used that truck. But, um, you know, you just take care of what you use and you shop carefully and, you know, you are a wise steward over your money. Hey guys, I hope you're doing well today. I just want to come to you really quickly and tell you about the best kept secret in the green industry, and that is the Landscaping Bookkeeper. If you don't know who Joey and Megan Copley are, then you're missing out because they have created a totally remote bookkeeping service that can transform your business no matter what state you live in. They are my personal bookkeepers for growing green landscapes. They help Paul Jamison with the Green Industry Podcast and many, many more satisfied clients. All you need to do is go to thelandscapingbookkeeper.com, schedule a 15-minute free consult call with them to see if they're a good fit for you. If they are, then guess what? Simply sign up, add them to the team, and get out of the office and get back in the field producing labor and growing that top-line revenue while also holding on to your profits because your books are in the best shape possible. Go to thelandscapingbookkeeper.com, schedule a 15-minute call, get signed up today, and change your books and your business forever. So as your business has developed, and you mentioned you're starting to buy nicer, newer equipment and just kind of reinvest into your business. Was that something that was hard for you, Ken, kind of like putting the cash down or financing or whatever, you, however y'all run your business, but like just making that investment into into some, because when you get into newer equipment, it gets expensive. And I know you just, yeah. bought a, you just bought a new piece of equipment just last month when you were at the podcast summit. So like, what did that transition look like for you when you went from, Maybe not buying the, the old used mower with a thousand hours, but maybe buying the new mower, the new sprayer, or, or whatever that is, as you've kind of, business has developed and your lifestyle and times in life have changed. Uh, how it, Was that hard for you? No. You know, I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm an equipment freak. You know, I like having equipment. I'd always, I, in the past when, when we didn't have kids, I had a couple new mowers and then you just ran them to death. And then you've got all these other bills. And so the equipment kind of went on the back burner. And so yeah, I ran the season, ran several seasons on um, some really old beat up equipment. I had a equipment rep that, you know, said, Hey, we've got these, um, these three old mowers sitting here that someone traded in and we just got to get them out of here. Do you want them? They're like 250 bucks a piece. And, I had an old Ferris here that was broke down while I bought a used Ferris uh, walk behind and two Skag walk behind, 52s. And I took the two Skags and made one. And then I took parts off of the one Ferris and fixed mine and had, I was back to two walk behinds, but they were beaters and they were always breaking down. And, you know, I think we were mowing 50 or 60, 70 properties and I had a helper, but, you know, he was, difficult to deal with at times and so um the next season i told 
Jenny, I was like, we've got two choices. I'm going to hang this up and figure out something else to do, or I've got to buy a new mower. And, uh, you know, at the time, uh, Ferris uh, was running at 0%. We bought a brand-new walk-behind. The employee didn't return, and uh, and I said, uh, I'm going to – I'm gonna. this mower cost me, I don't know, it was like 1300 1400 bucks a year. It's a whole lot cheaper than having an employee. I'll just do it myself. But the next thing you know, with having a reliable piece of equipment, I got things done quicker and started picking up more yards. And uh, and then I was back to needing a helper again. So yeah, and, and then it just got to the point where it was like we realized. And, and I know you talk about good debt, and some people don't like any debt. Yeah, uh, we'll leave them out of the conversation, Paul. Um, <laughs> but but I think that if you buy a piece of equipment. Even if you finance it, and nothing's free, you know that they call zero percent. You call what it is. You're yeah. still paying. They're getting their money. Free. Yeah. Um, but when we started having reliable equipment, it took that that out of the equation. You know that the constant breakdowns. And so, I'm all about you know financing a piece of equipment if necessary. Um, you've got options. You know, if if I had twenty thousand dollars sitting in the bank. Um, and I needed it for running a business or I can invest it, um, into, uh, you know, you name, you, you name the investment out there. It, there, there's, there's lots to choose from, but that or invest it in yourself. I just chose to invest it in myself. And so we, we took that extra money and invested it in new equipment and that, that keeps us efficient. I mean, I, I couldn't mow. I mean, we're mowing close to 130 lawns a week now. I couldn't do that when I had walk behind, you know, we had to move into the stand on era and, and that makes us so much more efficient. Last year we bought a second one so that because my son was, you know, tired of the walking and our walk behind was starting to um, start to have issues. And so we bought a, a second stand on and the next thing you know, we were able to take on probably 20 more yards because we were just so much more efficient. So I think investing in efficient equipment is, uh, you know, dividend by far but when you were running those old mowers that you cobbled together and all of that that was when maddie was really sick yes and so the main bulk of our energy and income was going towards hospital bills and health insurance premiums and all of those things so you know that was a choice we made you know well it's not really a choice you have to take care of your kids yeah and so the choice was well we got to put the money over here and you're going to run like this. And we got through it and now it's, you know, different and yeah. much nice. It's everybody's happier when you have nice equipment, but you know, the health of our child was more important. So that was the sacrifice you made to run old equipment so that we could take care of her. Yeah. And that's definitely just like, that goes back to what we said earlier. Like it's just different stages of life that you're in and you're just in a different stage of life now. And so you get to you get to spend a little bit more money and buy some some nicer things. What is some advice that y'all would give to guys out there, guys or guys and girls, people that are going to be married and, and moving forward in business, that when they have hard times come up because because you never know when they're going to come. They could they could come tomorrow. Like y- y'all weren't expecting for your daughter to be to be sick, but it just it just happened. And so, what is some advice y'all would give as to a couple out there who is like maybe they're going through trouble or it's going to come and, and Y'all have been through it, so what's what's some advice you'd give them on just how to handle that and also keep your business moving at the same time? Uh, I think 
you can use the word sacrifice. You can use the word compromise. Um, any relationship, whether it's business or, or personal, family, everything's about compromise. Everyone's got what they want to do, um, and that might differ from what your significant other or business partner or your staff wants to do. And so I think uh, everything's about compromise and, you know, and, and try and get the best results for everyone involved. I, a long time ago, I heard this quote, and it was, choose your love and love your choice. And so that's just kind of been something that we've kind of gone with our, our relationship. Like we, we loved each other and we made the choice that we wanted to be each other's person. So while you do that, there's going to be hard times that come. There's going to be good times that come. How are you a partner? How do I support him? How does he support me? We always have each other's backs. Like, you know, whatever it is, if, you know, it's doing the dishes or our trimmer broke and I need you to go get this or, you know, something major, your child's sick or you have, you know, uh, you know, some other catastrophe in your life. You have to have, you have to know that your person is your partner. And above all else, whatever hardship you're going through, you choose each other and you figure out how you get through that together. Mm. Yeah, that's good. You put each other first and make sure that that y'all are on the same page. That's that's what I was talking about earlier. Like, do you did you have a common purpose, a, a a why behind what you're doing? And when you know that, when you know your why, then it helps you come together and stay together in the long run. I feel like so. That's what we're trying to do. Trying to get that stuff figured out now, early on in our marriage, and then as we move forward in business and in life, then hopefully when hard times come, we'll be able to to handle those and navigate those better. What would y'all, uh, how would you, how important would you say the, the community that we have is? You hit on it a little bit ago, but now that y'all have been in it for a little bit, uh, now, Ken, you said August. Are you talking about August of 2022 or 2021? 2022. Really? I did not, it's that, it was, it's been, only been that long? Yeah. Man, I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, here, you have local friends that you, like or other long guys that you know, like I try to mentor some of the young young guys in the area. But like, as far as but twenty years ago, you took that Spanish for the Green Industry class, and you met a couple of friends like yeah. Mark and other people that you have relationships here, like other long yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. But as far as like yeah. around the country, that would like the social media side of things was just like just back on in August. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As far as like being in business and having you know a buddy here or there that can come help you out or something you know I've, I've had that through the years but i think it goes back to you know i know paul has mentioned guys side-eyeing each other at the stoplights you know that's how it, it just seems how lawn care is you know you're always worried that someone else is going to steal your lawns and you don't dare tell somebody what you're charging the customer um and now since social media um has taken off so much and uh you know, I mean, I was already listening to the podcast, uh, but they were more personal and business oriented. Nothing green industry. Yeah, I didn't get the green industry kick. Yeah, uh, and uh, and and that community until yeah, August of twenty twenty two. You know, that's... like I said, it was, they they had that jobber summit, and uh, Mike McAvoy talked about it on. Uh, that's a hard name to say. Talked about it on on his one of his podcasts, and so I I 
was, you know, I decided to go and, and watch that. And, and then, you know, we realized, Hey, this is, we were already struggling with, you know, trying to keep up with getting our invoices out. And, and so that's why we explored jobber. And, uh, I think our jobber sales rep, you know, said, Hey, uh, you know, you ought to check out this one guy, uh, podcast. And he rattled one off. Um, and when I looked it up, I found you. And oh, so, yeah, I remember this now. Yes, I remember this. Paul was so, just, Paul was so mad. Well, um, because um, I think who he really meant was Paul. Because yeah. when I to listen to yours, I like um, I never heard the word jobber come out of your mouth, but I heard you mention Paul. And so yeah. I was like, well, I'm going to check Paul guy, and I started listening to him, and it, a couple of his in, and I'm like. This guy talks about jobber all the time. <laughs> so I, oh, that's who the uh, the jobber guy was referring me to. But uh, it was funny because you know I I I started listening to yours and I thought, you know, let's face it, I've got probably two or three kids older than you. So I thought, yeah. what I know, and so you know, I went I went all the way back to the beginning and I started listening to you at episode one. And watch you listen to you grow and, and come into your own. Um, and uh, I know it was probably about episode 40 or so. I sent you a message. I was yeah. like, this, this transitioned at 40 for you. You know, episode 40 was like, I don't know, it was just different. Uh, but I like to listen to a guy, um, Ryan Mickler. He's got an episode, uh, a podcast called Order of Man. Awesome. And he does the same thing. Like, he's. He, he pumps out a lot of them, but he says it's all about repetition. And he was talking about the, you know, he had to get 50 or 100 in before he was, you know, ever felt like he was actually decent, you know. So, um, you know, but he didn't have other guys to learn from like you guys. And, you know, yeah. we've got a great, great uh, community just for podcasts and you guys all support each other. So. Oh yeah, no. I've I've learned so much. It's been it's been such a, a blessing and an honor to get to be around people who know more than me. And that's that's like my life's goal. I always want to be like the I don't ever want to be the smartest in the room. If that's ever the case, which I don't I don't think it ever will be, but if that ever <laughs> is the case, then I need to find a new room to go to because that's just I'm always trying to learn from other people and and, and it's just like these conversations. Like I've learned a lot from y'all just getting to sit here and listen to y- your story along the way and the the challenges, but how you've overcome them and now businesses businesses rocking and rolling. It sounds like life is good. Uh, all the kids are healthy and doing good. I assume y'all yeah. have a yeah. grandkid as well, right? Yeah, yeah. We got our second grandson. So that's he was born February first. So it's weird because I do not feel like I am old enough to be someone's grandma. <laughs> that sounds like a term that's reserved for much older people than I am. But um, it is, it, 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 I, I always love, I, and I still do, I love being a mom. But there's just something magic about little kids. And so it's really cool to, to have these two little boys that um, we get to see grow up and you know, like people are like, oh, grandkids are great. You just spoil them and give them back to your, your kids and you don't have to take care of any of the responsibility. And it, it's really, it's true. It's really fun. You know, they start crying and you're like, wow, this one needs a new diaper. It's not my responsibility anymore. Yeah. And so it's, it's just the enjoyable part. And so uh, not that we wouldn't help with the hard parts because we would, but, yeah. um, you know. It's, but it's, you don't physically have to. If it's your, if it's your kid, no. you have to. 
Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we're we're learning that every single day. So it's uh it's it's great. We've been we've been blessed. Our parents are our parents are loving it. It's the first grandkid on both sides, so they they're over the moon. But uh, it's been it's been a process for sure, just kind of figuring everything out and and uh, all, all that goes along with that. Well, well, guys, we're already at forty minutes. I don't want to take your whole afternoon. I I, uh, I really appreciate y'all coming on and sharing today. Do you have any any other words of wisdom or advice or just parting knowledge that you want to give that, that we hadn't covered today? Um, I would say. Regardless of it, if it's personal or business, find a mentor. Mm, that's good, find, yeah. Just travel that road ahead of you that they can help divert you around the obstacles because life is hard enough, you know. So um, anybody that could save you a little pain and misery um, and stress in your life is it, it, well worth it. So. I think we did that for a while, um, and we didn't really – look at it like this but now looking back so when our kids gosh they were this was probably like 15 or no it was about 18 years ago our best friends were our parents ages basically like they were like 60 years old and we were I was right around 30 and you were about 35 37 oh, yeah. something like that right in there and our best friends were six years old they had kids our kids ages but um they were just we we met them they had kids that were our age yeah that our age yeah Yeah, sorry their oldest was my age they they had six kids yeah one of them was jenny's age they their kids did not live here with them um And, and so but we had met them at church and they were just like really good examples to us of like friendship and love and um just it i look back at that time of our life and i appreciate them so much for like how they we didn't grow up in religious households either one of us and um that was one thing that was important to us was to raise our kids with faith Mm. and so um when when they were little and we had this friendship with them it was just like a a time of life that we really cherished and they were just really good mentors for how to treat each other and um, things like that. Not that we were bad before, but you can always improve. And so um, that was important that I love that kind of how you were talking about earlier, how there's, you know, you could be 10 years apart and there's just a time where it's it's neutralized. Um, Kids are the same way. Like you can have friends that are older than you and friends that are younger than you if you have kids that are about the same age sometimes. And then other times you just sometimes in life, you know, I think God puts people in your life that may be older than you have gone through other things that you're going to be going through and they help you get through that. And so, um, but that was a, that was a neat time of our lives. And I think other things that are important to do in your relationship, you have to keep dating. Like you kids come along and like the time of life that you guys are in right now is the best time. Like you're like, Oh, when will I know it's the good old days? And like, you're living them when your kids are little mm-hmm. to me personally, those were the best days. Like I would, I would go back and repeat those days again in a heartbeat because they were just magic. Um, but you have to remember like, 
you chose your spouse and your kids are going to grow up and they're going to leave you. And you want to make sure that you still have a relationship with your spouse. Like you still have things in common and common interests. You can talk to each other and you still know each other. It's really easy to get lost raising kids and running a business. And you have to make sure like every Friday night is date night. And we've gone through time talking about budgeting where Ken's like, I think we, you know, we need to kind of pull the rain back on things. What if we just do date night once a month? And I'm like, no, date night is every Friday night. And it's just a priority. I don't, we don't have to have an expensive date, Mm -hmm. but that time is sacred. And you have to nurture your relationship because if you don't, it will fall apart. And so, you know, Friday night date night could be, you know, going on a walk together and having a picnic at the park of something you made at home, or it could be going to a restaurant, whatever, but you have to take that time, you know, whatever time works for you to say, we're focusing on our relationship during this time. Mm, that's good stuff. That That's amazing. Go ahead, Ken. I was going to say, I have to agree that setting that time apart, you know, so. When did y'all start doing that? Uh, like, I mean, because, like, for us, that's physically impossible right now. With a, I can't, we can't ask our parents to watch a kid every single week. But, like, when, what, at what time did y'all start doing that, where you started doing day night, like, every single night? I mean, like, one night a week, every week. I think our, our oldest was around 10. Okay. And we gone to, like, a marriage class that our church had put on. And so, and that was on Friday night. And so we had had, you know, like we just got into the routine. That was like an eight week class. So eight Friday nights in a row, we had to have a babysitter and had to like carve out that time. Mm. And then that kind of stuck. But for people that are like in your situation, and I tell this to my, my daughter and her husband, they have little kids and I mean, we're happy to babysit for them, whatever, but, and you know, it's not always possible, you know, but when you put him down to bed at night, close the book, like put your phone away and spend time together. Like make, remember, you know, it could be a Tuesday at two o'clock in the afternoon, but just sometimes take a few hours. You say you are the most important thing. What's going on in your life or play a game together or watch a show, but just make sure that you focus on each other and you don't forget the, because your relationship is what started everything you don't have kids if you didn't have a relationship so just don't lose that spark that you had with your spouse that's amazing there's not much more i can add to that i I mean that that's that is just really really good stuff it's such an honor to get to hear from from a couple like y'all that have been in business for so long and have been married for so long and have just a lot of life accomplishments and and just so much cool things uh, going on and and moving forward as well where can everybody find you if they want to if they want to ask you something because 30 years in business that's a long time so where uh where can they find you if they want to reach out and ask you a question um for me with uh but uh, Instagram's probably my best because I'm on it far more than I should be. Um, that's uh, the Showcase Lawn or at the Showcase Lawn. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's awesome, guys. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, and guys, thank you for listening to the show. I hope that you stuck all the way through because there was some really good value in this thing. And if you did at this point, then I know you're going to believe the same thing as well. And thank you, Ken and Jen, for coming on and spending some time with us this afternoon. Thank you. It's our pleasure.
Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I hope it did help you. Uh, if you, if you, if you. If you wonder where Savannah went, she just vanished. Well, we had a technical difficulty. One of the headsets messed up, so we're just having to deal with that. But anyway, she was able to listen in on the interview at least, and so um, we got a, got a lot out of this, and thank you so much for y'all coming on to join us and everybody tuning in. If you would, leave us a big five-star rating and review. Those really do help us and boost us out there so the, the, the algorithm continues to push us and more people like Ken get to get to check out the show and then bring, us into the, bring them into the industry, and then we get to build relationships just like this one right here. So thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to catching up with everybody here on the next episode.